Hey, hey, welcome into another episode of the Hashtag 3 Fever Point After Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Anderson. Flying solo again uh, this week as Coach Jeff Harper is still out. So we've been calling audibles all season as any any good football team does. And we've got a good audible for you guys this week. If you listen to this show, I feel like the Venn diagram overlaps with people who visit his website. It's Hunter Bauer with GoPreps.com, the man with all the information when it comes to high school football in Louisiana. Hunter, how's it going, man? Hey, Alex. Thanks for having me on tonight. Uh, really excited to... Uh or I'm always excited to get to talk a little high school football, but especially uh, from an area which I'm very familiar with, being from uh, being from Haynesville. So, doing well uh, and uh, excited to uh, get this show started. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I know our uh, Golden Tornado fans are, are among the most passionate. You can guarantee they'll be tuning in, regardless of who's on, but especially if you're on. They uh, we hear that's that's a fan base we hear from every week, uh, good or bad. <laughs> we certainly love those guys uh, up in Haynesville. I, I did want to start though, just in case uh, our listeners maybe didn't know about your website, but as I said, I'm sure they do. Tell us a little bit about it, and, and maybe some other projects that you're working on. Yeah, you know, this is our uh, third year going into uh, to covering high school sports here in Louisiana. Uh, GoPreps.com. That's G-E-A-U-X uh, for those who who may not know, but uh, yeah, you know. Um, Again, growing up in Haynesville, very passionate about sports, high school level uh, especially, and, uh, you know, went to school to uh, become a, a sports journalist and ended up in sports information at Northwestern State and McNeese State for about 10 years and got out of it when, you know, getting married and, and having kids, uh, wanted to uh, spend more time at home with them. But, you know, my heart was always with sports in general, and, and I wanted to always be involved in something. And so, you know, Alex, going into, uh, I always had this thought in the back of my mind, there was never, uh, you know, this central hub where people could go and, and get, you know, uh, this component or that component. They always had to go a website here, a website there, and, and try to track things down or on social media. Um, so that's really where the, the, the idea was thought, you know, hey, let's do a, a, a statewide website, almost like a, a clone of a Max Preps, but at the state level. Um, so that's what we did. Um, you know, we went, we've, we've gone through hurricanes and, and COVID and all that. And, uh, I feel like we've done pretty well so far. Um, but yeah, you know, you know, we're the, the, the statewide leader in, in the power ratings. I know a lot of people follow us for that and, uh, we try to keep it updated as much as we can and very proud of what we've been able to do there. And, uh, you know, but we also provide uh, schedules and scores, scores on Friday nights for football season uh, in general and district standings. But we also do uh, a lot of human interest stories that, you know, as much as we can. And we're on social media all the time just trying to retweet student athletes and, and get their their name and their performance out there. And, man, really, we're just trying to cover all our bases wherever we can. And we, we just launched a podcast a couple weeks ago or relaunched it and uh, trying to get that going again. So just trying to, you know, really just get everybody, uh, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a website, Twitter, Facebook, we're just trying to get everybody the information that they want out there in a timely manner and, and as accurate as possible. And uh, we got a ways to go to get to where we want to be. But uh, so far, I feel like we've done a really good job. Uh, you guys are, are really unbelievable. I mean, such a resource for, for everyone. I mean, even even guys like us uh, on any night, I mean, we... I we we had a little back and forth about it on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, but you know I do always trust you guys for those schedules. And you know, <laughs> in high school football, it's tough, man. I mean, there's 
you get different information from all sorts of places, but not anymore. There is a place yeah. to get it, and it's you guys. And so I know from, I can speak from every TV guy in the state, we are so appreciative of what you do, man. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, I uh, had to take a little jab at Alex uh, a couple weeks ago, but just, just joshing him, being good fun. But, uh, y you know, it really is. It, it's uh, it's tough. It, you know, it's uh, if you take a day off, you may not know who's playing, when, and where, uh, you know, with teams changing up games all the time. So uh, I, I understand your pain there. Um, but, yeah, you know, just uh, like I said, we're, we're so excited. And uh, like I said, this is our, our third football season that we're covering. And, uh, man, what a season that we, you know, that we have the uh, the privilege to get to cover um, just with everything that's going on. I know we'll get more into that, but just with everything that's going on in the last couple of weeks and, uh, you know, what the future is looking like for high school sports in Louisiana, man, it's just um, it, it couldn't be a better time to be a high school football fan or a sports fan in general in Louisiana. And, you know, every state is, is prideful in in their products in terms of sports or, or whatever. But in Louisiana, especially, you know, in a place like Haynesville or where you're from, I mean, it's just so important and we're so proud of it. And and I think the stuff that you guys do and the, the quality of your site, I think it really reflects that. So just bravo there. I just wanted to give you guys props Appreciate one it. more time before we start talking about some other stuff. Thank you. All right, man. Um, the biggest thing, obviously, in Louisiana, we're talking high school football, or one of the biggest things right now is, is the playoffs. Uh, LHSAA just, you know, it's changed almost yearly. We had that big news over the summer about select, non-select, particularly for us in Caddo Parish. So now they've done away in the postseason with one through five A. We're in divisions for select and non-select. Um, you were there, correct, in, in Baton Rouge when they made this decision. Um, what can you really tell us about that, that process and where we've landed now? Yeah, well, you know, you, you really got to go back almost a decade to 2013 when the original split occurred uh, for the uh, for the sport of football and, and you know, the, the baseballs and the softballs uh, following a couple years later. Uh, you know, that was really the genesis of all of this. And, uh, you know, there was a, a certain group in the state that felt that they were, uh, you know, being slighted uh, when it came to uh, uh, postseason play. And they felt that the best option at that time was to split the public and the private schools. The problem was is there was no real definitive definition of what a select school was. It was just what was thought of at the time, which was if 25% of your enrollment uh, is out of side your attendance zone, then you may be considered, or you were considered select. Uh, but Alex, when that was done, when, that, when the split happened, you didn't have as many charter schools. You didn't have uh, a lot of these schools that you know instituted these these magnet programs and and you know became open enrollment parishes and things like that. And you know it's just sort of the the education systems just evolved over the last decade, and that definition was not reflecting that. So what the LHSA executive committee decided to do uh, was to use the 4.4.4 rule, which was to uh, uh, to basically equal the playing field. Um, and so they took a hard look at what a select school shall be, and they came up with that definition in June, which is, you know, any school that had magnet components was a magnet school, charter school, lab school, traditional uh, private school, open enrollment, and things like that. And that's how we got to where we are, or where we were a couple of weeks ago, was that, you know, it categorized uh, a lot of those schools that had those components, 
Um, and it flipped. We had a, a you know non-select uh, majority, and it flipped to to select. Well, then the uh, the uh, LHSA gave those those seventy-something uh, schools that were you know uh, moved over to the select side gave them a chance to to appeal their decision, and um, uh, twenty-six of those schools were 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 granted an appeal and moved back to the non-select side, which means that moved the majority back to the non-select. Uh, you know, then their their objective was, uh, you know, we've got to equal the playing field, so we got to do better. We got to, um, we we've got to try to um, make it fair and equitable for all the student athletes in the state, and that's really where the four by four uh, uh, playoff structure came into play. Um, now that you have more of a balance, I would say, between the select and non-select schools, it, it makes more sense. Uh, you know, they took, uh, f for example, they took the non all the schools on the non-select side, uh, divided them into four equal groups by enrollment. Uh, and yes, you'll have some 5A and 4As and 4As and 3As and 2As and 1As and whatnot. Uh, but if you really look at it, Alex, the the way that the playoffs are structured now you're not going to have a lot of this 70 to nothing first and second round playoff games. You're going to have uh, more competitive games between schools that you may have never thought would play each other in the playoffs. Um, but really, you know, just going back to it, it was a way to make it more fair, more equitable, a level playing field, and not just on the select, uh, non-select side, but on the select side because there were some divisions you only had 10 or 11 or 12 teams uh, who played each other every year uh, regardless of if they were 0-10 or 10-0. Um, now you're going to have a lot more competition. You're going to have a lot of teams that thought that they were going to get in the playoffs. Well, now you you got to lace those boots up really tight because you could have a good record. You could have a 7-3, and 6-4 and four record. You may not be making the playoffs this year, and I think that's what makes it really exciting. Uh, I think that's what makes this new playoff format unique. Uh, and, you know, like I've been telling people since, you know, two weeks ago, Give it a chance. See what it works. It's a lot better than what we had. Yeah, and and you kind of you hit the nail on the head about the blowouts in the first round, or or you know teams for our area like Bird, who in a lot of sports they got to play one game and then they're in they're That's into right. the championship or into the semifinals. You're taking away some you know life experiences in playoffs to, for them to not have those games and then they sit and wait for a month to play. But yeah, for us traditionally. If we didn't have Texas, you know, the first week of the playoffs has almost been a joke in terms of, you know, we send our photographers to two games. Well, they get to the second one. It's 30 to nothing, regardless of which game they're going to. So um, I think that's exciting. And, and, I, and I agree with what you're saying here. Let's just give it a chance. I mean, I, I think that we most of us could agree the old system had so many flaws. And there's no perfect answer for what we've got going on here. What has kind of been your, your vibe across the state for, on the reaction, perhaps from coaches or, or, or fans, about what they did here? Yeah, you know, it's, it's really been, you know, mixed. Uh, I've talked to a lot of coaches and, and admins and fans that really like it. Um, you know, they, they feel like uh, it, it gives their school more of a, uh, a chance to compete, but chance to compete against really good teams and, and not, you know, having to play their starters for only a half and sitting them out uh, because they're up 60 to nothing in the, in the first half. Um, the other side, you know, again, uh, no plan is ever going to be perfect. And, and no matter what you do, um, somebody's not going to like the plan. It's not going to benefit them. 
but you know, there was a lot of people that came out and said, you know, really just didn't like the timing of it, which I, you know, I get it, but, um, you know, this was something that the executive committee felt that was necessary and that they needed to do, uh, you know, Alex, something had to be done. Um, and if it wasn't going to get done in January, uh, the executive committee needed to use that 4.4.4 rule, uh, which was voted on by the, 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 the principals in the organization in the first place, uh, in order again, to, to do what was necessary, not to have, in my opinion, a laughable, uh, you know, a very laughable playoff structure that allowed schools um, to get into a playoff with less than three or four wins. Right. Um, what kind of message does that send to people around the country when at one time, and still is, Louisiana is one of the biggest football states in the, in the country, right. uh, but what does that what does that send to other states? Well, they're letting, you know, so many, you know, they've got nine state championships and, and 12 across the other sports. Uh, what is that telling? You know, hey, everybody gets a trophy. Um, that's not the case now. You know, there's no trophy guaranteed. Uh, there's no playoff spot guaranteed now. And I think that's what's been missing the last decade is that that um, the chance to compete and that intensity, you know, once you get in the playoffs, hey, we got to go in and we got to go in that first week or we're going to lose, you know? Um, so, you know, again, reaction has been very mixed, but again, that's just going to be anything you do in life and in any sort of, um, uh, decision that you come up with. So, uh, but like I said, give it a chance. I think it's going to work out. I think it's going to benefit everybody. And, uh, you're going to have a lot of great football playing in the Superdome in December. Yeah, and that's what it's all about. You know, it's interesting. Obviously, we, we service East Texas and, and Arkansas as well, but particularly Texas, there's no reason that Louisiana should have close to the same amount of state championships as the entire state of Texas. I mean, that, 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 that's just that's, that's just Very much. true. Um, okay, so we've kind of sorted out the playoffs. I mean, we could go team by team, but it's just, I mean, there's just so many changes. It would take us forever to do that. Um, <laughs> I, I do want to kind of look look ahead uh to the to the week of football for our for our fans here um in, in our area uh, but i guess we can kind of start by looking back when you see mm -hmm. a benton team go down to newman against arch manning yeah. and those guys and play them so tough i mean what do you think about this benton team um in this early season you know that with a guy like gray walters and and you know all all the other weapons that they have on that team and just how they've kind of been building the last couple of years and what Reynolds Moore is doing uh, at Benton. Uh, it doesn't shock me that, you know, the way that they are performing this year. And it, I told somebody last week, don't be surprised if Benton goes down and beats Newman. I mean, Newman's really talented. They have a lot of D1 type commits, uh, you know, two of them going to Texas. Um, you know, don't be surprised if Benton goes down there and, and, and puts a whooping on them and, you know, at one point they were up by 18, uh, I think, at halftime. And, you know, we're really uh, giving Arch Manning and, and his offense fits. Uh, you know, Benton's going to be a team to watch out for, especially in these new divisions, the way that they're they're split up now. Uh, you know, that, that district 1-5A is just always so competitive. And, I mean, year in and year out, you just don't know who's going to end up the district champion or who's going to end up sharing a district title. 
but you know, with the likes of Captain Shreve and Bird and 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 uh, and Airline and and Halton and you know, just all those teams in there at that one time, it's basically I call it like the SEC of Northwest yeah. Louisiana. Uh, but you know, for a Benton to go down there and and do what they did was not surprising. I know it didn't end up the way they wanted it to, but goes to show you, um, you know, what they have when they can go up against an Arch Manning led team like that, full of full of talent, uh, and and compete like they did. Well, I know Coach Moore. He uh, he uses that. You know, everyone doubts us as motivation. We had him on the show. Yeah. We did talk about that. Um, but you know, I. I I think that um, the receiver Pierce Russell, quarterback Gray Walters. I don't think many people are sleeping on them anymore. I mean, it's. I think they've shown at this point that they are very talented and and they're dangerous. And and I agree. I think in these new divisions, they're in Division One and the non-select. Yeah. I would not be surprised. I mean, they 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 won a big playoff game last year at home. Um, That's right. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them do it again. But. Um, We'll, we'll talk about 1-5-A, the rest of it, because two, two huge matchups in that district uh, this week. Yeah. But I want to stay with Newman since we're there to talk about the big one. It's our game of the week. It's <laughs> everyone's game of the week. It's Newman and Manny. I mean, when do we get to see two guys of this caliber in, in, in Manning and Tackett Curtis go head-to-head? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I, I think this has been, uh, you know, circled on everybody's schedule ever since it was announced back, uh, I think, last year or whenever the, the 2022 schedules came out. Um, you know, I think this has been a matchup that everybody has been wanting to see, especially with the rise of, of Tackett Curtis and him committing to USC and then Arch committing, committing to Texas and even Will Randall, the tight end for, the, for Newman, uh, uh, committing to Texas as well. You know, this is uh, this is one of those matchups you don't get in the race. This is one of those matchups you wish you could see be played in the dome, uh, but you're you're getting the the chance to see it uh, live and in person in, during the regular season, which I, I really love. And I extend a, a handout to to Coach Curtis for for setting this up. Um, you know, this is a uh, this is a game. Like I said, two of the top recruits in the country are going to he- head to head and. You know, with Tackett Curtis almost basically playing, you know, every position that he can play when he when needed, um, that just goes to show you, uh, you know, what type of team that Coach Curtis has. Um, but then, you know, the exciting thing is is what Newman is bringing up there. And I mean, again, you saw how they competed against a five A 5A Benton, which is a full of talent in its own right. Um, you know, Manny has a 12-game regular season win streak going into Friday night. They've they've won seven straight games at home. Um, you know, I don't know. There's just so many storylines going into this game. What I'll be interested to see is how they're going to use Tackett on defense and uh, whether they're going to, you know, have him closely guarding Will Randall, that that very uh, talented wide end, uh, tight end. Uh, that that is Texas bound along with Arch Manning. You know how are they going to use Taggett to do that? And uh, you know is is Arch going to be able to get past a very stout uh, Manny defense? Which you know I think they've only given up uh, 13 points through three games this yeah, they, so I mean, far. They shut, this out, against, they shut out Houghton last week. I mean that's just yeah against some really good teams. I mean not against any slouches either. So. Uh, 
expect a packed house. I've I've seen on uh, on Twitter where people have been standing in line for a couple of days trying to get tickets, and uh, I'm sure it's going to be standing room only. And uh, I'm never qu- could quite figure out how nobody picked this up for a TV game, yeah. or at least a live stream game as, as well. So, uh, but man, yeah, you know, just so excited for you know Northwest Louisiana just to be able to have a game like this, and for people to you know go up there and experience the culture at Manny, and uh, I think it's going to be a really good one. I've been telling people all week, you know, the luckiest man around right now is Daniel Brown because he gets the front row seat to this game. He's going to get every single <laughs> play go. on that camera, and he's going to—he's one of the best in the biz, so he's going to have a good time um, getting his first look at Arch Manning as well. And, you know, it just kind of speaks to the – you know, you, you talk about the talent we've had in this area. I mean, you, you watch NFL yeah. any given week, and you, and you see it. Um, but, man, to just to have these two – this caliber of athlete going head-to-head, it really is special, and, and happening down in Manny, Louisiana. Yeah, I mean, and I know we we really focus on um, on Arch and Taggart, but man, on both sides of of that side on those sidelines, uh, there's just a lot of talent. That uh, again, you know, you've got Will Randall, the tight end, and and uh, I think Jeremiah James with Manny, and I mean, just so many uh, talented players that I think are going to give their all this this Friday and. Uh, you know, a lot of people have been asking me my prediction, and I was like, man, I don't know. I just feel like it could go so many ways, but I think it's going to be a close game. I really do. Uh, I think everybody's going to be – that's the thing. Everybody's going to be hyped up for it, all the players, but you can't hype yourself up too much. you got to focus, and, right. and uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you got to, you know, you got to go out and win a ball game. So that you got to keep that in mind as well. Well, I'll tell you, no one is prouder of their program and what they bring to the table than Jess Curtis, and they are going to put on no a doubt. show – one way or another in that stadium, it is going to be wild Friday night. I cannot wait for that one. Yeah, no doubt. It's uh, a lot of good football. And that's the thing, Alex, is, you know, I mentioned to somebody on, on our podcast the other day is, you know, I feel like 2022 has already been special because you've had so many big-time matchups. And I don't know if it's just because of all the COVID stuff that's gone on or if it's, you know, the the hurricanes the past couple years. But I just feel like we're getting treated to so many big-time matchups. And I'm not talking about just at the 5A level. I'm talking about from 5A to 1A. Yeah. Uh, you've had so many just classic matchups and games go on so far. And that's why I said earlier why I'm so excited for the, these new playoffs to get here um, and see how the final power rating is going to shape out because I promise you, um, if it's not the first round, you're going to see state championship type matchups, I believe, uh, starting in the second round. And, you know, that's something that you you want to see in the Dome, but, you know, you're also excited to see uh, come December. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but we will stay in 5A to talk about uh, another huge one, a Thursday night game. It's Shreve and Bird. I mean, last year these two teams played on a Thursday night, and I've never seen more people at Lee Hedges Stadium. They were both undefeated. And it was kind of one of those games where it was little, you know, just mistakes on either side, fumbles here and there. And yeah. um, this year, man, I tell you, Bird just looks so good. And, and Shreve, they've been right there too. So I'm very curious as to what you see from this matchup and, and perhaps for both of these teams as they do go, you know, closer to playoffs. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, again, they're both undefeated coming into this game this year. Um, you know, Birds won four of the last five, so uh, I feel like they've had kind of, a, a you know, their thumb on Captain Shreve. And, uh, again, this is another uh, matchup, regular season matchup, that you could possibly see in, in the new playoff format as Captain Shreve moves over to the uh, the Division One Select along with Birds. So, you know, um, and, again, these are also two teams that, 
have a lot of talent and uh you know some of them are leading the the area uh statistics uh you know Jaden Edwards with Captain Shreve just you know phenomenal on the ground but you also got Lake Lambert who's just um so um so dangerous whether it's uh you know through the air or on the ground and um you know I think one of the big storylines that a lot of people uh, are kind of overlooking is you've got a first-year head coach coming into this game. He's three and zero. Adam Kirby uh, took over this position, you know, not even what two or three months ago. And, yeah. and just look at the job he's done. Look at the teams he's beaten. You know, Trey Holly with Union Parish, and um, you know, I think he's going to have his team ready. Uh, you know, like I said, for the last five times they they've come out the losers and. Uh, you know, going to expect a big crowd, and I, I think Coach Kirby's going to have them uh, ready to go. But again, like you said, Birch is one of those teams year in year out uh, with a stout defense like they have and an offense that can just run through everybody. Uh, they're just that formidable opponent that sometimes you just can't get through no matter what you do. Uh, but maybe with a fresh set of eyes, with a with a fresh you know uh, take on an offensive philosophy. Who knows? Maybe Coach Kirby and, and the Gators can can finally break through and, and get a win in that rivalry uh, over the you know first time in a couple of years. I know it mean the world to them. And, and then you look at Calvary. I mean, Calvary played them both right there to the That's end. That's right. Back yeah. to back weeks. That's right. And you know, Bird ended up uh, uh, you know getting the win over Calvary last week, and uh, that that was also a game where kind of went down to the wire. And I think there was an interception towards the end of the game where yeah. Bird sealed the game, and uh, you know. Calvary is one and two, but I promise you they're probably one of the best one and two teams in the state. And, um, you know, records can be deceiving at this time of the year just because you're playing so many good teams, you know, Calvary especially. And uh, Calvary is going to be one of those uh, teams playing, uh, you know, deep in the playoffs in, in November and December. So never count out Calvary. Don't look at the records right now. There's just so much good football being played, uh, especially up there in northwest Louisiana. And yeah, it's kind of a Calvary is kind of a their schedule right now is kind of a product of what we were talking about with the old playoff system. Coach Gewen tries right. to schedule these tough games because in the first round, the district play, they were you know they're cakewalking almost every game. So it's interesting to see that That's right. that shift. Um, I got three more things. We're running long, but I got three more things to ask you here. We'll start. We'll stay in one five A Parkway and Houghton, the Brotherton Bowl. The decider of what headwear I'm going to wear all summer. That's We have a bet here with Parkway and Houghton. I went to Houghton. So um, I, what do you think? Am I going to finally be able to put that H-Town hat back on, or am I going to be stuck with that P for another season? I don't know. Parkway's just, you know, they're really good this year. Um, you know, Houghton struggled last week, which, you know, Manny could be a lot of 5A teams, I believe. Um, Parkway's just so talented this year, and they've got it going. They're rolling right now. Uh, you know, with the Brotherton Bowl, you know, with, between those two and getting to listen to interviews between those two uh, during this week uh, every year. It's just funny to listen to them. And, uh, you know, they try not to hype it up too much, but they do. They do. They love it. And uh, But I don't know. You know, I, th I think Parkway may have a, a little edge in this uh, just with the talent that they have. Um, but, you know, Halton's also another one of those teams. Just a lot. They have. It's just a winning tradition, and they know how to win. Uh, especially in in the close and tight ball games, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I I think Parkway may. I think Parkway is going to shock a lot of people this year. Come playoff time as well. So uh, you know they have that really good kicker uh, right. that can kick it. You know, eighty yards or yeah, whatever. Yeah, he had a fifty-two but, uh, yarder the other week. 
Yeah, so you know, between him and the, and the guy at Bird, that's just amazing to see up there in Northwest right. Louisiana. Uh, but you know, again, really good to have the, uh, that guy in your arsenal in case it comes down to a close game. So, uh, but yeah, no, absolutely. I think you know it's going to be a, a really good game. But I I, I can kind of see Parkway taking the edge in that one. You know, I've been in the stands for that game many times, like my life depended on it, and it seems like every single time that game happens, everything you think that you knew, it just doesn't go that way, no matter whichever side it happens on. So, um, I don't That's know That's a rivalry game for you. <laughs> right. I'm going to be shooting it. Um, I'm going to be, and you know, it's such a weird spot for me because, you know, obviously my ties to Houghton, but Coy, you know, I, I, I've known that guy since I was a, 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 ch- a small child, so it's like, I, I don't know. And then Sewell, their offensive coordinator, I have good friends with him, so it's it's a just a con- it's a big conflict for me internally, um, similar to the way Houghton and Manny was last week with with Jess and, and uh, how close we've been. Um, okay, another big big district game, not necessarily a rivalry, but I think a game that we'll learn a lot about either team in in one foray. Huntington and Northwood, another Thursday night yeah. game. Uh, man, I tell you, I think one way or another, I think we will figure out which one of these teams has really really got what it takes to make that push. Yeah, you know, then these are also two teams that are going to be in that that select division one as well and could end up playing a, a bird or a captain shreve down the road and uh i think this is the first game in that series in a couple years yeah uh, i know uh huntington's last you know last win against uh northwood um uh, last came in 2014 so i know it's been a while huntington's hungry uh cam evans who's a phenomenal quarterback uh, just really talented uh, but you also have mason welch on the on the on the other side for northwood uh, you know, this is a game that I really can't figure out. I think it's going to be close, and, um, you know, I think, honestly, it's going to be funny to say, but I think defense is going to win this game. Uh, you know, these are two highly powered offensive teams, and uh, they can score a lot of points at will. Um, but it's good to see both of them play again. You know, like I said, I think it's the first time since 2018 that they've played, uh, and, and for it being a 1-4-8 uh, matchup, uh, you know, just a lot a lot uh, on the line there. So, uh yeah, you know, man, I don't know. Northwood's got a lot of, of weapons, and, and but so does Huntington. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be a close one either way. Whoever wins, it's, it's going to be a close game. And it's another one that's tough for me, man. Uh, Evans and Mason Welch, two of my absolute favorite kids I've ever covered uh, in a year of high school. Really football. talented quarterbacks. Uh, and, really and just talented. Really good kids. I mean, these are two. These are two guys that just really un- just, they just get it. You know, you know what I mean. And so I don't want to see any either of them lose. So I'm going to be. I'm covering that game on Thursday. So I'm going to be sweating that one out too. I'm stressed. I'm stressed out this week, Hunter. It's a it's a rough <laughs> week for me. My allegiances. Um, and they got. And they got. I'm sorry. Uh, real quick, they got really good receivers as well. You know, Demarion Carter at Huntington and, right. and uh, Mark Dennison at, at, at Northwood. So, uh, like I said, talent just all over the place. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, again, they can score it well. So, a really good game to go and catch on Thursday night. Yeah, absolutely. If you can't get into Lee Hedges, then head on over um, to Northwood. There'll be another absolutely. good one ha- happening there. One last thing I want to ask you about, since we are talking about 4A, it's a team that will go to Division Two in the, in the um, non-select side. I mean, North DeSoto with with Luke Delafield, the freshman um, quarterback. The way they're running the football, they got a two back system going down there. They are putting yeah. up points like we haven't seen in Stonewall maybe ever. Uh, man, I mean, how good is this team? You know, Alex, if if there was ever a perfect setup for a team, you know, to to have a championship run, this would be North DeSoto's year. Uh, you know, Luke Delafield, even though he's a quarterback, God, you know, just he plays like a senior and. You know the plays that that he's made, but he also has a lot of good uh, company in tow with him. And you know when you have a um, 
a legendary coach like Dennis Dunn, who's been there in the big games and knows how to win, knows how to win. Uh, really good assistance on his staff, uh, experienced assistance. You know, this is just one of those teams. I think that you know, if they can remain healthy and they can keep the focus, it's going to be a really special year for them. Uh, but you know, Minden could serve as one of those games that you know, that Minden always likes to play North DeSoto in that matchup really tough. Uh, you know, that Minden squeaked out a, 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 a one against Nor- uh, North Webster last week and a or thriller uh, in the uh, I guess it'd be the Webster Parish Super Bowl. But right. anyways, yeah, you know. Really special time over there in Stonewall. I think North DeSoto has the tools uh, that it needs to make one of those championship runs, especially with the division that it's going to be in for the playoffs. So uh, uh, wouldn't be surprised if Coach Dunn and, uh, and the Griffins are, are playing in December in, in down there in New Orleans. Well, I know a lot of Griffin fans will be happy to hear that. I'm going to let you go. We've, we've broken the record for our longest episode yet. I kind of figured we would. <laughs> but I will. I got one last question because, I mean, I got to ask for the uh, golden tornado here on the show. 1A, uh, it's kind of a three-horse race for us here. You know it. It's Homer, obviously the defending champs, Haynesville and Logansport. What are we thinking between those three as we as we get closer to the end of the year? Yeah, you know, uh, 1A is just as competitive uh, as, as any other division or class or whatever we have now. And, uh, you know, Homer definitely has a chance to repeat this year and in the division they are in, which includes Haynesville uh, in Logansport and teams like that. Um, you know, I really, I really think you're going to see uh, what Hainesville has this week uh, again, going up against a good Glenbrook team. You know, right. Hainesville's kind of struggled with the uh, with some turnovers over the last couple of weeks, but I think they cleaned it up finally against Junction City last, in in last week's win. Uh, but again, you're going to going up against a team that upset you in their first year as an LHSA member, and so I know there's a lot of storylines. It's going to be a really special game. Uh, but again, Homer is just you know at another level again this year, and, and they showed that in a, a dominating win against General, a good General Trask team uh, last year. So, yeah, you know, as a as a Hainesville alum, I always want to see my Golden Tornado do good. But uh, you know, as a uh, Claiborne, as a resident, former resident from Claiborne Parish, and grew up there all my life, it, it's good to see you know when Hainesville and Homer both do good. And that District One One A is very tough. You know, you never can count out teams like Arcadia and uh, in Glenbrook and Hainesville and Homer uh, come playoff time. Uh, so a very special year for them, and uh, I think Homer's going to continue to roll uh, heading into the playoffs. You know, then down south, Logansport, they feel, you know, they, they lost pretty big in that state championship game to the Pels. And when we previewed them earlier in the year, I mean, they were about as hungry as any team we had talked to. Very very similar in vibes to, to the what Jess and uh, they were doing down in Manny in terms of the unfinished business and stuff like that. So, no doubt. Man, we've got so much. I mean, look, that's we're talking about 40 minutes of just awesome <laughs> stuff to talk about, man. I mean, you're right. This 2022 is an incredible year of high school football. And Hunter Bauer, Go Preps, we are very thankful to have you and your team um, helping us through it all. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Uh, always happy to come and talk some high school football with everybody and uh, especially you know with again with the area that I'm very familiar with and and um, you know my heart's always up there in, in Haynesville so uh, appreciate you having me on to talk some football tonight yeah we'll certainly have to check in with you as we get close to playoffs I, I would Absolutely. love to talk again um, as we like I said when we get to the postseason and we can uh, look ahead to the uh, matchup so we'll get with you Hunter we appreciate your time as always on this Tuesday night and guys that's uh it's going to do it for us. The longest episode of the Hashtag 3Fever Point After Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you Friday night on The Fever.